Welcome to the VP Leadership Podcast, where real leaders are made. I'm your host, Bill Purvis, and today my guest is a dear friend that I've known for a long time. His name is Matt Mock. Matt owns a very successful IT company, and he's done very well professionally. But beyond all that, he has a heart of gold and a personality that will light up a room. And I'm looking forward to hearing him today. We're going to talk today about some of the things that he's involved with, his passion for jiu-jitsu and how he got into it, struggles that he's faced with his friends at the beginning of his marriage, and and then um, the leader he's become through all of the struggles that he's had. So this is going to be an exciting podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Let's get started. Well, let me uh, let me ask you a couple of things. One is, uh, I understand I heard you're into jujitsu too. Oh, gosh. how's that going? Uh, so uh, for it started with probably right. so uh, your son right <laughs> yeah and yours and then a buddy of mine I got you and they walked off well like it was i was it was really weird it was the point i'll tell you what it actually started like them knowing them for a long time and like and y'all right. being involved in ufc right. so it's always been kind of interesting but yeah. the last thing i ever thought about was actually doing it because Do i'm yeah. a, i'm a keyboard pusher i'm not yeah. trying to yeah. so i was like you know what i'm not really interested in this at all but my wife bought so podcasters were in Georgia. Uh-huh. So she got me a concealed carry permit. Right. And so I was like, okay, I can hold a gun yeah. and do all this other kind of stuff. Well, the problem was my jeans are too skinny. Right. So there's no concealing at all. <laughs> it was so it was me walking around with a big like <laughs> love in my pants. I was like, this ain't gonna work. So then she then my wife was like, Oh, I know what we'll do. We'll buy you a smaller gun. So uh-huh. she got me a three eighty. Right. Three eighty A C P right. It's so a smaller yeah. gun. Right. I can carry it, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, it still didn't fit. Even got to the point where I was like, I'll buy one of the leg holsters and like hold it in my leg. But then I was like, well, that don't work with the normal jeans. Yeah. I just have never wore like big clothes. Yeah. Now my brother and, and a lot of my friends, you know, they can carry and you never know. Yeah. And it's all yeah. legal here. And so, but, but it was obvious but you were for packing. me, it was, yeah, it was literally like some guy was like, dude, that ain't working That's at all. Funny. You know, I mean, my shirts aren't big. Nothing I wear is big. Right. So I was like, well, this ain't going to work. And then also because the facilities we work in, a lot of our facilities are, um, you can't you can't just walk into that facility with carrying because right. a lot of facilities these days what they'll do is you cannot um even if it, the law is to right. sure things if it's a, like for example it's frowned upon to walk into schools right counseling centers that's right legal offices that's government, right. Buildings. government buildings buildings yeah even right. though in the state you you have a concealed yeah, carry you don't walk into those facilities with right. it so the problem is that the company we go into a lot of facilities like that. Yeah. So then it became the saying, okay, do, if if even if I did find a place to hide it, right. which was impossible, I hadn't like I had it, it on and off, on right. and off, on. And I know. a lot of those carriers, you know, they're like down in your back, I know. and I know. it's never comfortable. Yep. So yep. I was like, you know, I, forget this, I'm done. So I I, I just I'm not going to do this. And it wasn't a week later, we were in the back of a restaurant. And I cannot tell you the name of this restaurant. I can mm-hmm. remember exactly the inside. I can't right. even tell you where we're at. So I don't even right. know if we were in town. But the re- the way the restaurant was is you imagine it's like this triangle. Right. So the door, the entrance was at the tip of that triangle, and you had okay. to come in. And so when you got into the restaurant, it was like there was your way out. Right. There was I remember it was this real awkward shape. Yeah. Well, this guy after we got sat down with my kids, this mm-hmm. was years ago. This guy came in and got sat down, and he you could you know how you could just tell a little yeah, something. Yeah. You just know something's off. Something's yeah. not right. Yeah. Even like the staff is right. not feeling comfortable. It was mostly female. It was inside the building. Right. And I realized real quick, like, I can't, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, I'm yeah. here with my children. No one here is going to do anything. And right. this guy is not at it. And guess what? It's the only way out. Mm-hmm. You got to so, go by there. Yeah. So literally, luckily, the gentleman, I think he might have been schizophrenic, but he kind of just got up and left. Mm-hmm. 
And so as soon as he left, I was like, we're done. Like, right. I don't even, I think we just like left some wow. cash on the table. Yeah. And I remember, like, I'm even kind of shaking now. Right. I remember, like, I, that was the weirdest feeling to think I could do nothing to protect yeah. my kids. See, right. before right. in life, it was me. You didn't think about you it. You know, yeah. and then it was That's me right. and your wife. And it's right. like, you know, maybe we'll fight together as a team. Yeah. But That's then right. when my kids are involved, I'm like, yeah. I have to do, and you know, you're willing to do anything. Yeah. So I literally, scared to death, I started calling these different jujitsu gyms. Uh huh. And I just, Start calling the numbers, and the third one I called, the guy answered. Uh And he goes, and he was like, yeah, you know, Tom Phillips said, listen, I'm not coming there to get beat up. I'm scared to death. I'll pay for private lessons. I'm not, I don't want to get beat up. I'm old. Let's don't do all this. But I I, want to feel comfortable going to manage the situation. And the gentleman's super nice. So went there. I ended up being there for about two months doing Uh a number of private lessons. And he was really nice. He said, listen. All this is great, but mm-hmm. until you actually push yourself, right. you need to know this is going to work. He said right. that's why so many of these people can't do anything because they go through these scheduled regimens, but yeah. then when somebody actually grabs a hold to them and they're really giving it to them. They freeze up. or Freeze yeah. up. Yeah. You don't know what to do. It's always different when there's pressure. Yeah. So I said, he goes, look, come to the lunch class. Mm-hmm. If you come to the lunch class, it's mostly guys who have a job. It's, yeah. you know, adults. There's very few young younger right. guys because younger guys are, are fairly more aggressive. Right. No problem. So that was four, no, three years ago. Uh-huh. And I haven't stopped. So typically we'll do that two to three days a week. But what's right. interesting is it ever before that I had done, I always try to sign up for really difficult stuff because uh-huh. I think like adversity makes someone yeah, stronger. That's right. You know, and, and even in like work, yeah. like we're kind of never handed easy stuff. Right. That's it's always like, hey, by the way, we need to do all these things, but we yeah. only have this much money. And right. I'm like, I don't know if that's possible. Right. So the jujitsu thing kind of went in with all that. I'm always mm-hmm. signing for odd stuff. I like difficult things. Right. However, physical altercations was at the absolute bottom of my list mm-hmm. for difficult yeah. things to sign right. up for. Right. You know, so I had done that. And then years later, I found out the gentleman who was training me, he's a world champion. Yes. Yeah. So I ended up being in a, in a great establishment because I made three phone calls. Yeah. Wow. And it, you know, was it and chance that it ended up there? Probably not. And then ever, and then now we're doing Muay Thai. Yeah. I've signed up, so I'm getting punched in the face. Uh, it's, it's a very <laughs> interesting thing, but yeah. you know, but that's it's how great that, for you both health wise, probably peace of mind. Yeah. It's a real, you, you, it's a mental thing. Cause, um, like I, I didn't force my child. That sounds weird, but I asked mm-hmm. Max to get involved in it yeah. because I think sometimes we feel like we're pushing in the corner and like there's no way out. Right. But Literally, I can be pushed, and I'm about to get choked to death. Yeah, yeah. You know, on the daily, you know, right. or multiple yeah. times a week. And so sometimes I've actually gone, and you know how you get involved in these these big meetings. And right. sometimes these meetings, because I'm just a little old Matt, and uh, I could be in the room with very awesome people, right. and I'll I'm never gonna be on that level. But mm. yet they have me in the room because right. I'm some piece of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. And so you get in this room with people, and I'm way more calm yeah because i got beat up two hours ago yeah yeah like you know like like i kind of feel like you kind of get to a boiling point and that just takes it out so even if this gentleman over here is frustrating me because they have no idea what they're talking about why are they giving me their opinion it's like i just kind of let it just rolls off my back and i think a lot of that's because i don't let it get built up you know whether it's the quiet time in the morning that kind of puts me at peace right you know going through proverbs or whether it's the jujitsu kind of attached it's almost like it helps me to just 
calm. Yeah, you're more you know? centered. Because you can peace. tell I'm a bundle of energy already. Yeah, that's, that's right. You know, so the last thing I need, so if I go into a big meeting and there's a big city, I don't want to be. And it starts hyping up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's cool. It can kind of get ran away real quick. I, I yeah. like it, though, man. I, and, and mm. the thing is, people don't realize, I've known you, gosh, since you were like 13 years old yeah. or so. <laughs> practically live at our house. And, and it felt like, in many ways, almost like a father to you. Yeah. Proud as can be just watching how you've grown up, what you've done. I mean, Matt, you have really, you've made a lot of progress that I've seen that others don't see. And that is, you really come out, you're always fun, fun loving, the life of the party. But you come out to where suddenly there's, sometimes people think people that are fun don't take positions or they're just neutral. Yeah. And you have really come out with, with strong views on things you believe. And you've been able to say it and declare it and mm -hmm. your loyalty, and especially with you and Brent, the relationship, my son. I've just watched you through all these years. I've said, really, you've evolved perfectly. And, uh, and well, it, no, I mean, hey, it, put you on the list for the reasons why. I, I mean, you know, like, so it, spiritually, I have it, never lacked being around um, godly people. Right. You start right. with my mother. Right. My mother yeah. is just the most mercy filled. Yes. She's never met a person she don't like. Right. She's going to talk to you. She's right. going to take care of you. I mean, she could literally say, hey, how you doing? And she immediately loves you yeah. to the top. Yeah. She'll that's do right. anything for yeah. you. You know, which that's sometimes right. she can get in trouble for. That's you all know? right. That's but all right. That's, and so I grew up with that. And then I grew up with a mother that yeah. I could say, Mom, I'm going to wear a spaghetti helmet to school today mm -hmm. with a cape because right. I'm super spaghetti. Yeah. And she'd be like, awesome, let me get yeah. your cape ready. Yeah. There was Isn't no, like, there was just she, she believed in yes. everything I wanted yes. to do. So when in business, you know, spiritually, there was, like, this really good foundation. And yeah. then as a teenage years, I remember my mom, it was like, there was no discussion yeah. about church. You right. went to church. Yeah, yeah. And so we went, uh, at that point in time, our youth leader was Ricky Smith. I right. love him to death. Yeah. And guess what? As time goes, he married me and my wife How about who that? met in the youth group. How about that? And so it's That's... funny watching, like, the the adults, in our, and yeah. especially you, you're one of right. the adults in my life. And it's like this this constant shaping. And I remember yeah. my mother used to say, the reason I wanted everybody at my house is because mm -hmm. I knew what was going on. That's true. So her that's was, a, she was an open door. We'd have 20 good, people there. And guess what? Those some bad kids. Those some good kids. Yeah. But she wanted everybody because she said she could control the environment that's right. there. Exactly. You know, and that was one of the things you had done too, because I remember coming yeah. over to your house. It was, if there was a bad kid, yeah. might not be there much longer, right? right? Like we're, right. we're going to have a that's good right. group here. Yeah. And, and so, like, that spiritual foundation, knowing that, it, like, even if I failed, yeah. I could literally completely fall off the map. And there was that's, nothing that my mom, my mom would be like, yeah, try again. Right. Let's yeah. do it again. Yeah. Try this way. Don't yeah. worry. She's been you know? a positive voice in your oh, life. Oh, my sure. gosh. Yeah. And, and so, I, obviously, I love her to death. I'm mama's boy. Yeah. And, uh, but then that, the spirit, you know, just having the spiritual foundation, I got involved in youth early. Right. You know, and then I went from uh, the youth group to obviously becoming an adult. Right. And gotten involved here. Mm -hmm. And, you know. The thing we tell people all the time, but me and my wife mm -hmm. went to, first off, my mom wasn't scared to go to any church. Right. So I had been to almost every right. church in the so area. You, you've been, yeah. yeah you sat with a buffet. Yeah, that's right. Like I could go to any church and <laughs> right. fit in. That's yeah. fine, whatever. Yeah. So then my mom loved that because she loves people. Yeah. And so yeah. we would do a lot of stuff. But then I remember we got married. It was because of, honestly, it was weird. Mm -hmm. You know, I was around you. Right. Before I went to church mm -hmm. at Cascade, how about that? Right, so about, yeah, that's true. You, that's true. You were really right. Mr. Bill mm -hmm. to, before you were Pastor. Right, Bill. right. You know, yeah. and so what we had done is it, we had gotten married. And I remember those conversations. We mm -hmm. did not want to go to Cascade. Right. Yeah. It was too easy. Yeah. It was too easy. Right. There's not much going on there. Right. You know, they're yeah. all the different stories you hear and all right. that kind of stuff. And so we were like, I, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. go look. And we literally, I think, if you talk to Megan. 
I want to say those 11 churches. Wow. But we came here on purpose as uh-huh. one of those things right. that we were doing. And, of course, you go, you pray. You right. go, you pray. You go. Right. Because we wanted to feel led to the place. Yeah. We didn't want to feel like we were just going and taking a— Just picking up something. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You That's know, right. like, because you could tell, I'm, I, I want to do something. Right. Yeah. I don't want to just get in a nice seat and then get my yeah. hour in and go back right. you know, to That's the fishing right. hole or something. Like, yeah. I want to do something. And so— it was hilarious because mm-hmm. I think like towards the end of it, me and Megan, we, we didn't want to say it. Right. And I think she finally broke it. She was like, I think I feel the best at Cascade. Right. How about that? You know? And so it was, this, but it was like, we were almost like, yeah, like pushing yeah. against it. It was That's funny. So Mr. Bill came from like, just Mr. Bill, yeah. like Pastor Bill. Right. Yep. You know? And That's, it was, and so that was kind of interesting too, because yeah. I went from like hanging out of the house, which I always tell people yeah. all the time. And I started to keep yeah, ramping that, on No, you. I won't. Tell You're you. the same person at the house that you are on the stage. Yeah. And so sometimes <laughs> when you hear people that want to, you know, there's obviously a lot right. of rocks that are thrown at different people. Sure. Sure. It's very difficult for me to not get you know, a little, yeah. a little aggravated right. because people want to build an opinion on somebody right. off of the 20 minutes they see them that week. That's right. That's right. And it's funny to me. And I was, and I always, and of course, yeah. me and Brent, the, the, there's no difference in the person when they're at home, right. when they're on the bike, whatever they're doing. It, that's the person that's on the stage. Yeah. Flawed and all. Right. right? Exactly. Amen. Exactly. But that's the, that yeah, is that's, who, what you see is what you get. All right, well, there you have it. That is part one of Bill's conversation with Matt Mock. And part two is going to be great. This one, you're going to hear Matt talk about his personal life of some struggles that he had when he first started his IT company. Because he started it when he was 18 years old. He was 18 and started his company. And how he didn't really get a whole lot of respect. He kind of got looked down on by a lot of uh, people who were older than him in these companies that he was going into and trying to apply his services that he had with his business. And he talks about how he had to prove himself over and over and over again. But not just having to prove himself, but the character he had to uphold while he was doing that to not show that stigma of, oh, he's young, he doesn't know what he's talking about, how it really kind of molded him into the man he is today and the things he learned through that stage and that phase of his life. Just absolute incredible wisdom that he had at such a young age. So if you are younger, whether you're in high school, college, uh, and you're just getting into your life, or if you know somebody, whether it's a son, a daughter, or a friend that needs to hear this next one, make sure you send this to him because this is some good stuff about younger people and how to hold yourself and continue to just stay the course and keep going because it'll, it'll all work out in the end. Just great stuff. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Subscribe if you have not already so that you'll get notified when that podcast releases. And as always, remember that this is where real leaders are made. We'll see y'all next time.